Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Thanks for joining us this Tuesday for another anointed message. In the book of Acts, the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will receive power. We do not live the Christian life in our own power, but in God's. It is God's ability that makes us able to accomplish anything of value, for apart from him, we can do nothing. This power is otherwise known as dunamis. In today's message, Dag Heward Mills gives us a breakdown of this important Greek word, and he reveals 10 areas in which you can receive the spirit of dunamis in your own life and ministry. Let's listen to today's teaching. Hallelujah. All right. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this great opportunity to be here. What a blessing. 
we ask you to speak to our hearts in Jesus name Amen you may be seated tonight I'm going to share with you the dunamis anointing the dunamis anointing Acts chapter 1 verse 4 And being assembled together with them they, they commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem But wait for the promise of the Father Amen For John baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence when they were therefore come together, they asked, Will thou restore the kingdom at this time? Jesus said, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Amen. All right. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Amen. And you shall be my witnesses, both in Judea, in Jerusalem, amen, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Hallelujah. Now, in um, English, you will see the word power being used in Acts chapter 1 verse 7. Notice, he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Alright? Now, that is the word power. But in verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come over you. Amen. So the anointing, which is the Holy Spirit, comes upon a Christian. And now the Bible says and promises power. Now, just like love, which has different words that are used for it. For instance, uh, agape love, filial love, which is brotherly love, eros from where we get the word erotic or sexual, um, you find out that power also has different uh, words that are used for it. Amen. And so you may get the feeling that um, power means something else. But in the word power, that the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 7, the Greek word there is exousia, all right, which means something completely different. It means um, power, authority, the power of choice, physical and mental power, the power of government, of rule, etc. Like the power of an authority of a husband over his wife, he says, I have power over you. But the other word, when he says, but you shall receive power from the Holy Spirit, is the word, you shall receive dunamis from the Holy Spirit. Which again, is translated many times to power. But it also means strength, might, and ability. Alright, so it, it speaks more of an inherent ability, all right, or moral power, or the power for performing miracles, etc. But more of an inherent power by virtue of its nature. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is telling us here that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you shall receive power. Amen. Now, what are the, what 
power or what ability are you going to receive when the Holy Spirit comes on you? This is the subject of um, what we mean when we talk about the anointing for spiritual abilities. The ability to do some of the things we are supposed to do spiritually. For which most of us struggle throughout our lives. Amen. Turn with me to John chapter 4. The Bible says, in John chapter 4, when Jesus was talking to the woman of Samaria, that she had so many problems and so on. But he said to her, in verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. This well of water, a well speaks of the Holy Spirit that God has promised to all of us. Amen. And the Holy Spirit that has been promised to us becomes a well. So Jesus promised a well, something that will become a well. Now, the well is something that people have in their homes or more for domestic use. You cannot have a well for the whole city or for the whole country. All right? So Jesus has promised the Holy Spirit for our personal needs. Amen. Now turn with me to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. And there you will see in um, verse 37, in that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. So Jesus said, um, anybody who believes in me, out of his belly, from within him, is going to flow a river. Now remember that in, in chapter 4, when he was speaking to the woman, he said, I'm going to put something in you, it's going to be a well. Now he's saying, I'm going to put something in you, it's going to be a river. Now rivers are used to cater for entire cities. In fact, most cities are built around rivers. Alright? So here again, you see two completely different dimensions of the Holy Spirit. One is the well within that springs up. And another is a river, alright, that flows out of the same within. So, obviously, the well is going to do much less in terms of helping others. But a well is very important for your domestic activities. That is why we all have wells in our houses. So that we have water for washing, water for cleaning, water for drinking, water for flushing, water for watering, water for cooking. But these are all domestic things. It doesn't supply for a lot of people. All right, But the river is going to take care of the whole of Cairo. The Nile River is built around the Nile River. You have Cairo. Around the rivers in 
all many great cities are just basically built around rivers. If you go to London, it's built around the Great Thames River. Next time you are landing in the UK, make sure you sit by the window. Those of you who travel and sit in the middle, you are not adventurous and you are not interested in knowledge. You need to see out of the window and see what is there. God will speak to you when you sit by the window. Can I have an amen from somebody? And so you you look out of the window and you see. You see the river Thames is like a snake. Curving and curling and curving and curving. The whole city is built around it. The Parliament House, Big Ben, um, Buckingham Palace. I mean, all those structures, M- M6 or M5 or whatever, they are secret service building. And all the famous bridges, London Bridge, Waterloo Bridge, what have you, Bridge, they are all around the same river. It's built the capital. If you go to Korea, there are so many bridges crossing the river that, because I think it's the Han River also. And in many, many countries, if you go to Switzerland, you have the Rhine, the River Rhine. And it's passing through the country and Germany and so many things are built around it. Are you there? So ladies and gentlemen, this is to bless thousands and thousands of people. So one day God wishes to anoint you with the dimension of the Holy Spirit that will affect the city. Hallelujah. That will affect the nations. And if you take uh, some rivers affect and nations, they don't affect just one city. For instance, the Uganda, uh, the, um, the Nile. Once I was in Uganda and somebody pointed to one little stream and said, that is, do you know what that is? I said, what is that? That's the Nile. I said, you must be joking. And we are too far from the North Africa. He said, that's the Nile River. It's flowing from all the way from here through Uganda and so many countries and becomes a blessing. The Amazon River, I think it's also like that through Brazil and uh, Colombia, Argentina and some of those. I don't really know about that, but I'm, I think so. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have also River Pra River, uh, Densu, Ayensu River, and we have the Volta River, which is a blessing to Ghana. And it's also a blessing to Burkina Faso. It starts from up there, the upper Volta, above the Volta. Uh, what that country used to be called Upper Volta. Yeah, because the Volta River is there. When they also start damming, it affects us. In fact, it has affected us. Sometimes countries quarrel because of water blockage in their country. Then no water comes down to us. So ladies and gentlemen, most of us have been praying for the anointing. Do you understand? You know, so Lord, use me to do miracles. I want to preach at a crusade. Jesus, anoint me with the power to build a church. I see myself receiving the same thing that Bishop received in Suhum. I'm also receiving it now to walk in the spirit and the anointing of the spirit. (laughs) Shabaya. What a shock. Some of you are too dignified to shock. Ask your neighbor, are you a woman? Can you not shock? What an aftershock. <laughs> but what you need, what you need, are you listening to me? What you need is a, a good well in your house. Before you think about providing a river. You need a good well in your house. Now, when the dunamis anointing comes, it's called dunamis because the, the word dunamis means ability. This is the meaning of the word. Don't confuse it with authority and other words. It's ability. All right? Yeah, it's ability. Now, in this word ability, you will see many, many great uh, revelations, right? Because the Holy Spirit gives you ability for 10 crucial areas of your life. Amen. You may be surprised to know how many 
wonderful areas of your life are blessed by the dunamis anointing. Actually, I prefer to call it dunamis. It sounds a bit like tsunami. Dunamis. Now, if you do not become a specialist in these dunamis anointing, what is going to happen is that you will not have the ability to grow into your real ministry, which is to provide a river which will become a blessing to many people. Amen. Now, this dunamis anointing, when I speak of abilities, think of the well in your home and think of the very basic activities in your house. Think of washing your clothes. Think of cooking. What will you do without cooking? Think of eating. To boil your chicken. How can you boil your chicken without water? Think of cleaning. Think of the death that comes during Aramabatan. Is that not what it's called? Aramabatan. Aramabatan. Think of <laughs> wiping. Think of bathing. Think of if you couldn't bath. What about if you, you are not able to bath by tomorrow? Some wouldn't mind, but some would mind. What a shock. Some would mind. Are you listening? Yeah. Some would mind. I mean, think about if you cannot flush the toilet. This is so basic. So, there are ten basic, uh, basic abilities which will come to you through the Holy Spirit anointing, dunamis anointing. And this dunamis anointing will first of all give you the ability to pray. Which is so basic. Because now, why, why would you need the anointing to pray? Why would you need an anointing to do something as basic as praying. Why? Because many years ago, I, I knew somebody whose name began with a V. And I called her to talk to her about God and Christ. When I said, hello, she said, hello. I said, how are you? She said, fine. How are things going? Okay. Are you all right? Yes. Are things working out? Yes. How's your Christian life? Okay. Is everything all right? Yes. What a shock. And then suddenly, my raps got finished. Because it is difficult to speak to somebody who doesn't speak back. And this girl did not want to speak back. Her brother is in this church today. She didn't want to speak because she was backsliding. So she didn't want to speak. It's very difficult to speak. You must be an orator. You must be a man of speeches. You must be a man. It's the art you learn how to preach. You speak to people who don't speak back. It's the art of preaching. But you can only do it for a, a while. Without any response. So speaking to somebody who doesn't speak back. Very difficult. When you first start preaching, you will think that it's something you can just keep doing. But I tell you, you'll find out after five minutes that there's nothing to say. And I remember years ago when I started preaching on Sundays, I came to church one day and I left my notes at home. And it was almost time to preach. But I got into my car and I drove all the way back home 
to get my notes because when I look at the people's faces and I start speaking, my words will get finished just now. And I'll be in serious trouble and I'll not know what to say. And you can easily wee-wee on yourself if you don't take care. Now, that is why you need an anointing to pray because God doesn't speak back. He's just watching. You say, uh-huh. You say, oh God, yes. Now, if he was even to say yes, uh-huh, and what else, even you'll be encouraged. You keep on speaking. But there's not a word. Not a word. You can pray for three hours. Not a word. How many have prayed for three hours? You had not even... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is why prayer is very difficult. And no wonder God would give his Holy Spirit to help us to do this very basic thing, which is to pray. And that's why most of us don't pray much. So under this subject, we have why God would give you a dynamis anointing for prayer. But he gives you this dynamis anointing for prayer because it's a very difficult thing to pray. Amen. It is outside our, the scope of this service to go into how to walk in the dynamis anointing for prayer because the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you shall not do this. So walk in the spirit means walk in the anointing. The spirit is the anointing. So walk in the anointing. But it's outside the scope of this message to talk about how to walk in that anointing. Number two, God gives you the power, the ability to know God. Ability to pray. That's why when everybody received the Holy Spirit, they first started speaking in tongues. They started praying. As soon as the Holy Spirit, the anointing to know God. How can you know somebody you don't see? Even the people you see, you don't know them. Huh? You are with somebody you see, talks. You don't know him. That's why God gives the anointing, the dynamis anointing, to know him. That's why the Bible says, and you have an unction, and you know all things. He said, I will give you my spirit and it shall lead you into truth. So the Holy Spirit will help you to know God. Wow. But it's outside the scope of this service to show you how to walk in the anointing that will make you know God. Number three, the anointing, the dynamic anointing gives you the ability to be strong. There is a song. I am weak, but thou art strong. Is that a song like that? I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Sing it again. Guide me, oh, thou great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak. But thou art mighty, hold me with thy powerful hand. Jesus said, pray. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Pray. Pray. In case. In case. That is why in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul said, as soon as I heard that you were Christians, I prayed that he may give you the spirit and by the spirit you may be strengthened by the spirit in the inner man. You may be strengthened. It's, it's for your own strength. The ability to be strong. How many times are we weak when we face our temptations? Our weaknesses? Eish. You see that Anna, you need an ability to be strong. Shabaya. Number four, the ability to dream. Yeah. The ability to dream. When the Holy Spirit 
comes on you, he will give you an ability to dream. Yeah? Keep watching. I'm reading the Bible out to you. In Acts chapter 2, he said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And my sons and my daughters shall dream. Wow. Many of us don't have the ability to dream. Yeah? You don't have an ability to dream. Some of you don't dream at all. And some of you, your dreams are worth nothing. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have the ability to dream. Receive the ability to dream in Jesus' name. Wow. You must be able to dream as a Christian. A Christian must have dreams. A Christian who has the Holy Spirit must have dreams. How many numbers do you have? Number four. Number five. The ability to have visions. To see visions. Through the Holy Spirit, you will now see visions. In Jeremiah chapter 1, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 1, and verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And he said, this was his first vision. This was Jeremiah's first vision. I'm talking of Jeremiah chapter 1. Verse 1 to 10 is his calling. And he was arguing with God. God says, I've called you a predestined. He said, no, I'm a child. He said, don't say that. So then verse 11, he gave him the first vision. This is the first vision that he had. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? Some of you always want to be called by your title. But when your father or your, or your God is called, he may not say prophet Jeremiah or reverend or bishop or whatever. I said, Jeremiah! When my mother calls me, she doesn't call me bishop. She calls me dad. I say, yes, mommy. Don't be silly. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And he said, I see a rod, a rod of an almond tree, which is like a twig or a little branch. And verse 12 said, then the, then, the, then the Lord said unto me, Thou hast well seen. Well done, well done. This is your first vision. This is your first vision. You have done well. You've seen it a good, you've done well. You see, you saw it well. That was your first vision. That Jeremiah's first vision, by the way. Thou hast well seen. If you change it to the American, it, it's even nicer. It says, you have seen well. You have seen it well. Wow. The ability to see visions. Wow. What a blessing to be able to see visions. Amen. How many do you have? Five. Number six. The ability to prophesy. The ability to prophesy. All through the Bible. For instance, in Acts chapter 19, if you read from verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, somewhere down there, you will see where Paul went and laid hands on the people and they received the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in tongues. And also prophesied. Prophesying is, is preaching or speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you will also receive the ability to speak under inspiration. Of the spirit to speak inspired words. This is an ability. Everybody here must be able to preach. Don't let anybody belittle you because of your style. There are people who have tried to belittle me because of my style of preaching. 
they try to make fun of me because I preach as if I'm talking. But this is also the way I've found how to preach. This is the way I've found to preach. Yeah. <laughs> you get it? This is the way I've found to preach. The main thing that I need in my preaching is the Holy Spirit. So if the way I'm preaching is like I'm talking, that's your problem. There are a lot of people who enjoy my preaching. So if it's a problem for you, that's your problem. But that's the way I preach. I'm not shouting. I don't have to shout in order to preach. Okay? So prophesying is one of the key signs of the presence. Honestly, I suspect you greatly if you can't preach. I suspect the absence of the Holy Spirit. When you are demonized, you speak evil words, lies, and other things. But when you are filled with the Spirit, you speak powerful prophetic words. Amen. The next one is the anointing, the ability to win souls. When you, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is given to you, the, anoint, the dunamis anointing, you have the ability to win souls. Because in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it said, you shall receive power, and then you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem. Now you ask yourself, why? Why? Because all these things are difficult to do. They are all difficult. And I'm coming to the more difficult ones now. Hey, how many numbers do you have? I have seven numbers. Now, eight. The ability to bear fruits. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, the Bible says, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it goes on to enumerate the fruits of the spirit as it goes down. And it says that the fruit of the Holy Spirit presence, when the spirit has been in you for some time, personally, you will have love. Love. You will have joy. You have peace. You have long suffering. You, you can suffer for a long time. You, have, you are gentle. You are good. You have faith. These are the meekness. You are meek. You are not strong. When I was listening to Kenneth Hagin, he spoke about a pastor who called him and told him about a new doctrine that he had. And, and Papa Hagin said to him that this is not a right thing you are doing. It's not a right. And he said, the guy was, he used the word strong. He said, I can show you the video if you like. He said he was strong and defiant and strong. And he said, after some couple of years, the guy found out that he was in error. So he called Papa Hagen. He said, can I come? He said, you can come. You can come. And he said, this time, he said, this, this, he, was not, he was not the way he was. Strong and defiant. And it's like, I know and I'm strong. You see, there's some kind of strength that is not the strength from God. It's demonic. It's like you have become sure of yourself. Too sure. Too sure. You need to be careful. Or we all need to be gentle. Even when we are right, we are wrong. When I'm right, I'm wrong. That is why it is almost impossible for me to write away somebody. Write off. Because every church who receives a member has received a member who was a bad person somewhere and has come to be an angel somewhere. I'm telling you. I mean, sometimes when people are leaving, what pains me is that 
Somebody is going to get my plantain that I have boiled. I've cut down from a tree. I've skinned it, boiled it, prepared it, put pepper in, fried it, and he's going to eat it. Hey! Because of some small problem that came. So you, you don't write away people because that person, whatever bad thing he's doing here, it will go and start doing a good thing. Maybe has changed and is going there to start the new good behavior. So, meekness is taking of time with, with yourself and with people. Even the Bible says that when somebody is overtaken in a fault, somebody is somewhere, when you are spiritual, you must restore the person in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, there is nothing you cannot do. There is nothing bad you cannot do. When you think there is nothing bad that there, there are some bad things you cannot do, that is when you speak with a lot of strength. Because you have in your mind the things that are possible and the things that are impossible. It's the things you in your mind think are impossible that you shout at. And the things that you think are possible that you are cool about. But what you must realize is that that which is impossible to you today can become possible to you tomorrow, to your surprise. And you will say, I never thought that somebody like me could be in such a place. What a shock. Meekness, temperance, against such, there is no law. But my friend, it is the Holy Spirit in you. As is in you, as is in you, as is in you. These things come out. Love, patience, etc. So that's number eight. Number nine. The ability to love. Ability to love. Wow. In Romans chapter 5, I love verse 5. It says, Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Love. I'm taking love especially out of the fruits of the Spirit. Because love is on its own a big thing. And it is also mentioned as a special result of the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the dunamis anointing. So here comes the Holy Spirit into your life. Why? To give you the ability to pray. To give you the ability to know somebody who doesn't answer when you speak. To give you the ability to bear fruits which you would never have born, to give you the ability to do what? To be strong. When you, are, you know you are weak. How many know that you are weak? So many things are weak in you. He gives you the ability to do what? Huh? To dream. Think about it. A dry person like you are going to start having dreams. Amen. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, what a blessing. And number 10, it gives you the ability to be holy. Wow. This is the last point in our message tonight. The ability to be holy. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. According to the foreknowledge of the God the Father by the sanctifying work. Sanctification of the Spirit sanctification of the Holy Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Christ. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, as we conclude our simple lesson on the dunamis anointing, the anointing which brings ability. All these are the difficult things for us. The ability to live. The sisters your ability to forgive. Huh? 
more than anything else. The ability to forgive, to let go. Sometimes when some people have to forgive, especially sisters. It's as if something. I can't. As if they are going to give birth. It's like to release the hurt is like delivering. Labor pains. It's amazing. When you see they're struggling with that. And so the Holy Spirit has come to give you the ability. So how to walk in these abilities, how to walk in these abilities, how to operate in it, how to maneuver and gain the special assistance and help of the dynamic presence and anointing on your life is what you need to know. So that you can maneuver. You know, Jesus came and said, look, start praying. Start praying now. Tell you are weak. You are weak, pray. Huh. That's why Paul, when he heard of the Christians, you guys have become Christians. I pray that you'll be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes you strong. That is why sometimes you see somebody who is able to be a Christian and you wonder, how is he able to do it? How is she able to do it? It's the dunamis. Pray for it. Pray for the Holy Jesus said, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts. How much more will my Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? So these are ten areas. Continue to pray for the Holy Spirit in the area of holiness. God can give you the ability to stop masturbating, stop pornography, stop fornication, stop immorality of all forms. It's possible. Not by natural. By nature or by natural, it's not possible. Because when you look at a leopard or any of the animals, you see that it is more natural to have sex at a certain point. No matter the species, no matter the species, it's more natural for a sea lion to gather eight sea lions and have sex with all of them. It's more natural for a lion to gather eight lions and have sex with them every three minutes for five days. It's natural for a leopard to catch another leopard. It's more normal. So when God says, do not until you are married, and when he says, when you are married, you do. You look at the males. Male lions. All of them have a number of females. They said, you see, recently I was in Kenya and I saw a head of impala. Do you know impala? These are in the antelope family. Small brown antelopes. They were walking a lot of them, about 100. Then the game warden, he said, all of them are females. They are all wives. And he said, the husband is that one. There was only one with horns. And he said, the one with the horns is the husband. What a shock! Hey! And an aftershock. And the rest. Then as we moved on a bit, we saw about seven impalas with horns. Seven potential husbands. These have been dispossessed by the husband in the, in the flock. So all of them are looking for wives. But only one is allowed, has been allowed. The rest have to fight for their lives. 
It's amazing. So my, my Christian friends, are all, most of the things are a bit unnatural. Yeah. That's why you see a young man walking up. He sleep with as many girls as he can. It's true. True or not true? You will not mind me. I said true or not. You woman, can't open your jaw. I said you can't open your jaw. When I'm speaking to you, you can't open your jaw. Tie your face. You there with me? Amen. It's unnatural to speak, to stand by the wall and speak to this cushion and to the door for four hours. To speak to the, just something that doesn't speak and have something to say. From now till 1 a.m., I have something to say to something that doesn't speak, doesn't answer. It's not natural. It's not natural to know somebody you can't see. And that's why God, He said, Bible says He knows our frame. It's not easy for us. It's not easy. It's not easy for us at all. We say we know God. It's not easy to have a dream. Most of the, almost every evening when I'm going to sleep, I pray, Oh Lord, speak to me. If I could generate a dream by either eating sugar or something, I would do it. <laughs> but you can't do it. You see that no dream is coming. When you wake up in the morning, you wonder what you are thinking about. How many have seen it before? You wonder what you saw. That's why when you wake up, you, you must always have a pen and paper by your side. Because within a few seconds, any dream you have will evaporate. It will be gone forever. You will never remember it. And that's why Rick Joyner said in his book, he said most of the experiences were like dreams. And the Lord told him, when you come to earth, it will look like something that is not real. It's almost as if it's not real. But that's why you, you must, your pen must be there to write immediately and pray about it. Don't just get up and start sharing dreams. When you share dreams, you stop. Go and ask Joseph, when he went to share that his dream, what happened to him? You don't just share dreams. Don't come to somebody and I say, I saw you are falling over here. I saw you in a coffin. I saw you'll be frightening people. Nobody will like to see you again. If you see somebody in a coffin, pray about it. That's all. Go around and say, I've seen you in a coffin. Will you be happy if I told you that? Would you like it? Why are you going to tell people, I've seen you in a coffin? You to see that you are dead. You are saw that November you are finished. Ah. You, you even rebuke, never dream about me again. This is your last warning. Never dream about me. The ability to be holy. Hey. Brothers. Hey. Sisters, the ability to love. To love, to forgive. Forgive and forget. Is there not a song like that? You don't know that song? (laughs) See me after church. But I, I, I will tell you, since I discovered the well, I'm so personally grateful to the Lord that he will think about my personal problems to sort of solve all these personal. It has nothing to do with going to minister somewhere, mi- mi- miracles or something. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit for my personal spiritual abilities that I need in my life. May you receive that ability. Those of you who cannot pray, who cannot know God, may you. Sometimes you are in the church and say, how many feel the anointing? The people will lift their hand and you'll be asking yourself that. What are they feeling? I don't know what they are feeling. I'm not feeling something that they are feeling. Where is the Holy Spirit? And what exactly are they feeling that they say they are feeling the Holy Spirit when I haven't felt that Holy Spirit up to now? Wow. But through the Holy Spirit, I tell you, you are going to know God and you are going to walk with the Lord. Stand to your feet, everybody.
the Holy Spirit is emphasizing something you find difficult to do receive strength right now in the name of Jesus the divine ability to do what you couldn't do some of you have been called to full time ministry but you find it difficult but through the Holy Spirit God is going to help you some of you are supposed to be good wives but it's difficult for you but through the Holy Spirit you can be a good wife some of you are called to be good husband but it's difficult for you to be a good husband through the help of the Holy Spirit you can do it some of you are called to sing for the Lord but you, you find it difficult some of you are to act some of you have to do things but you need strength receive the strength of the Lord for your life Father we are thankful we are grateful we lift our hands and we say fill us come Holy Spirit fill my life today strengthen me anoint me whatever I am supposed to do before I die let me be strengthened now to pray to know you to be strong to dream to have visions to prophesy to win souls to bear fruit to love and to be holy help me Lord by the sanctification of the Holy Spirit by the fruits of the Spirit by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit in my life that I will walk in your will and do all that I have to do I thank you Holy Spirit I give you thanks in the name of Jesus just thank God right now wherever you are standing just thank the Lord thank you Holy Spirit hallelujah 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 Yes. Thank you, Lord, for your great blessing. Whatever our difficulties are and our weaknesses are, we receive the Holy Spirit now in our lives to help us to dream have vision to walk with you to serve you thank you lord for your great blessing your mercy extended to us today we give you thanks lord in jesus mighty name hallelujah father we give you thanks for this great blessing in our lives in jesus name as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you don't know Jesus as your Savior. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God today. Have mercy on me. I want Jesus to come into my life. I want to be saved. Help me to be born again whoever you are this is an opportunity to be born again pastor pray with me tonight I want Jesus to come into my life wherever you are standing sitting whoever you are I want to pray with you you want God to change you today if you are here like that lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you lift it up high God bless you pastor help me this evening now i want you to pray with me because i'm going to i want to give my life to god and i want the holy spirit to help me and i want god to come into my life god bless you god bless you lift it up thank you thank you if you've lifted your hand i want you to come to me in the front come come all the way here i'm going to pray with you right now holy spirit move me now you you lifted your hand come quickly I want to give my life to Jesus today come spirit move God bless you Holy Spirit
say this prayer. And everybody join in. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Tonight, I open my heart. I ask you to come in. Oh, Jesus, save my life. Make me a new person. From tonight, I will serve you. From tonight, I will follow you. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. From tonight, I will follow you. I will obey you. I will serve you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for me. Say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.